I was at a table with referees. This is like a room full of accountants. Spicy! And they asked about Connor Bedard, and they laughed. And remember that night that I yelled at, in the bubble at Bob? Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty arena, so <laughs> like your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny. Good call, Bobby! This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Happy Monday. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on Game Plus TV. WQEE Radio, noon in Georgia, just outside Atlanta. Yes, Ryan, our radio's written in another great Monday, isn't it? We survived the weekend, and that's not just uh, that's not just whistling Dixie. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> barely did. Uh, coming up on the program today, McLeod Bethel Thompson, a guy that needs no introduction, but we'll, we'll introduce him a little later on when he does come on. I think he's in Atlanta right now. Great Cup champion quarterback, former NFLer, now going to play in the United States Football League. And Mike Richards, the ageless and peerless Mike Richards, will be with us in hour two. Darren Moose DuPont joins us. He is back from the Canada Winter Games in PEI. You fixed your hair, Moose. I like it. Just before we came on, what's your, listen, before I get into my wild weekend and how I almost died, how about yours? You made it back safely from PEI. So that's the good news today. That is the good news. It was touch and go there for a second. We were on a chartered flight out after the closing ceremonies last night. I don't think I told you this. There was an impending storm coming in, and anybody who was staying over till today, flying commercial through Toronto and Quebec and things like that, were getting their flights canceled, you know, in advance. And as we were walking out to the tarmac, you've done a lot of these charters with the teams you've been with. It was blowing so much that my carry-on bag was blowing across the tarmac, and I was walking beside it. It was shaking the plane. I'm like, this is going to be the most turbulent flight I've ever been on in my life. We might not get off the ground. The flight couldn't have been smoother. So it was awesome. We had a hot meal on the plane. First time I've had a hot meal on an airplane in a decade. And uh, we're back safe and sound. Glad to hear it. Good morning, by the way, Kevin, the medium. Uh, Jeff Gordon's watching. Zoom, zoom. Trevor Red Ranger in Winnipeg. We got a lot going on. Ted in uh, Red Deer. Yeah. Well, might be a good poll question. We already have a great poll question, but a secondary poll question might be, whose weekend was wilder? Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Hell yes. We got, four, we got 40 minutes with Moose before McLeod Bethel Thompson joins us. Uh, so here's mine. We're on a boat uh, about 20 miles, I'd say, off the coast of the Florida Keys out into the Atlantic Ocean. We're going snorkeling. And I've been snorkeling before. I don't know what happened, what hit me. But Serena jumped into the water. She's good. I jump into the water, panic attack immediately. Oh, brain freezes. Can't breathe. Not really flailing around per se, but just had a panic attack. And here's the importance of staying calm. The young guy, Brandon, he's standing on the end of the boat. He's like, it's all right. This happens all the time. Throws the buoy out like a football. He's got a rope on. He's like, just grab on. We'll pull you in. He's very good. And I jumped in, put on a life jacket. But I'd never had the web on my feet before. I got the thing jammed in my mouth. I'm, I had a panic attack. And the wild thing is we learned today that the next crew that went out after ours, a guy wasn't as so lucky. He went into distress in the water, and he didn't make it back alive. So 
Yeah, pretty happy that way. Somehow or another, I'm always flirting with disaster. And on Sunday, we had a boat capsized in the Gulf of Mexico this time. So what the hell? What a great weekend. How was your week? That's a pretty good start. So let's jump into uh, NHL weekend leftovers. Enough of our stories. Uh, can you hit the horn again, please, Director Jordan, just to make sure? Hey, that'll work. Hell yes. Enough. Enough Mickey Mousen. Let's get down to it. Oh, the haters are out. Are we going to have John Massey? The guy has showed up to uh, hate on Connor Bedard. Just hang on. That's like my point six B, where the haters are just waiting to jump on Connor Bedard. And if I may, can I just say this? Um, I didn't know why when Connor Bedard got that WHL exceptional player exemption status, and he came on our program as a 14-year-old, and I felt sorry for him. I don't really know why I felt sorry for him, but now, a couple years later, I do know why. Almost three years later, I do know why. Because I hate it. He was minus five in the game on Sunday. It's like, ah, he's not perfect. And now there's a video circulating. People are trying to call him racist. I'm like, I didn't know why I felt sorry for him, but now I know why. So he's going to make millions and millions and millions in the NHL. There's no doubt that's the good side, but on the bad side, the haters and the people that are just substandard in life and have never achieved anything, they're going to come after him. So he's going to have to learn to deal with that. So weekend NHL leftovers. I don't know where to start, Moose. Uh, hang on. Let me pull up my – I got a couple of games here that I wanted to point out. Joel Erickson, Marcus Foligno, and Matt Boldy scored the goals. Philip Gustafson stopped 31 saves for the shutty. And the visiting Minnesota Wild beat the Calgary Flames 3-0. Flames have dropped five in a row. Watch this one in the Florida Keys. Josh Morrissey scored two goals and added a helper as the Winnipeg Jets defeated the visiting Edmonton Order 7-5. That was just bonkers Saturday night. At 4-4, I went to sleep. It ended up 7-5 for the Jets. Neon Leon scored a hattie for the Orders, who had beaten the Jets Friday night 6-3. That's the Flames, Waters, Jets thing, the NHL Bermuda Triangle. How about the Leafs, who can't win despite all these trades? What do you have to say about that, Gavna? I know. It's, uh, it's, it's concerning, you know, when you can't go in and beat Vancouver. But you got to need some time. You mentioned it's a lot of trades, maybe too many trades for the Leafs around the deadline. It's a new locker room. You got to learn the systems. You got to learn how do you play with these teammates. It's going to take some time. Still no excuse. I mean, you need to be winning games down the stretch. They don't need the points, but, they, yeah. More concerning is the injuries in Toronto, like Ryan O'Reilly's finger and how serious things like that are. But, uh, yeah, tough weekend. For the Leafs, how do you lose to Vancouver? So, <laughs> John Massey, my frenemy, he's an Oilers fan, he says, I'm not a hater. Just pointing out that stat line. Yeah, that's what all the haters say. <laughs> yeah. You fit right in that category. Uh, so the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who's going to represent the Western Conference and the Stanley Cup final? And to be honest, we agonized on this one a little bit, and I'm not sure we even came up with the right three. Right, Clark? But what did we say? We said Dallas, Vegas, Colorado, or other. Oh, 
So what is it on YouTube? Okay. Dallas, Vegas, Colorado. Yeah. So it's the same on both Twitter and YouTube. And uh, what I saw leading was other. The other is leading. They don't think it's going to be Dallas, Colorado, or Vegas. By the way, Vegas is going to be incidentally in here on Tuesday night. Hey, John Massey, stop talking to me. It's over. Not debating Connor Bedard with you all day. What was this, the John Massey show? Stop it. So anyways, Moose. Boy, it didn't take long for them to get me revved up after a nice weekend of <laughs> unplugging. Um, I want to go back to the Flames for a second, which incidentally, one week from today, will be live from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Did you see the playoff percentages? You probably didn't. Because I did. You, uh, you did? You did? Okay, where the heck is 25%. it? 25%. damn phone. Here it is. Thank you. For the Pacific Division, here are your percentages from whomever. I'm not sure I believe this necessarily, but this was posted today from the Hockey Analytics account. It says the Calgary Flames have a 25% chance of making the playoffs. 25%. I see our friend Salem Valji from TSN Calgary just put on Twitter. He just said the Flames basically aren't going to make the playoffs. So what would you like to see over the next however many games? I don't want to talk about that. It's too depressing. They got Vegas and the LA Kings at nine. No, Vegas, 98% chance of making the playoffs. LA, 95%. Oilers, Seattle, 94%. Flames, 25%. And then 0% chance of making the playoffs. Vancouver, San Jose, and Anaheim. I'm no mathematician, Moose, but they haven't all clinched. How can you say there's a 0% chance of them making the playoffs? There is that chance that they win every game, and those top team, one of them loses every game, or do you believe that there's zero chance? Nobody's clinched yet. Uh, it's probably zero point something. That's what I would probably say, yeah. zero points. It can't be zero, 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 zero. But I'm like, the Flames need to go the other way. Like, if the Flames had won five in a row instead of lost five in a row, they'd be ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. And sitting comfortably sitting in a playoff spot. So it's yeah, I, I would hate to be a Flames fan right now, and I'm really curious what that city is like. Um, because you had a you were thinking Stanley Cup last year, you're thinking the team got even better this year, and the Stanley Cup is a real possibility, and now the playoffs are out of reach almost. That's that's very concerning and, and I and I feel bad. 25% chance of making the playoffs. Jack Fulton writing in from Alberta says, Rod, I don't understand why there are Connor Bedard haters. Oh, wait. Yes, I do understand. Number 98 is the greatest young player in many years. Exceptional. Trevor in Winnipeg says, McDavid takes a bump, falls down, and Nurse has to fight. I'd be embarrassed if I was McDavid. What, you're saying McDavid should have fought? The other night against Winnipeg, I would go kick Connor McDavid's ass if he dropped the gloves. There's no, we've had this date debate before moves. So that's why I knew we're still on the first blinking point, for God's sakes, and we may stay on this point for a while. Um, a lot of Oilers fans are bringing up my preseason prognostication that the Calgary Flames are the number one team in the NHL, and that was correct. Until they started playing games. And then it all changed. Moose. Uh, 
Oilers fans are baffled at what's happening in Calgary. They know they should be better. Bruce Dobigan uh, writing at me today, the, uh, the famous Bruce Dobigan, the Doughboy, saying it's baffling. And I, th- I would think you could count him as a Flames fan. I don't even, we had this, this chat last week. What do you do if you're Brad Tree Living, the general manager? Because he did everything right. And I don't want to necessarily have that debate here today. Um, the other side, it's not Calgary Flames television, and God knows when we get to Calgary next week, we'll have a lot more of this. But my good friend Jeff Pearson from Estevan, you know, Jeff, the hotel magnate of the Energy City, he's written me today and he says the last 20 days, sorry, 20 games of the regular season are going to be playoffs. It's going to be wild. And for a lot of these teams, they're in the playoffs already. There's four teams tied for ninth in the Eastern Conference. One of those is the Florida Panthers. And uh, here's the four teams with 68 points. Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, Washington. By the way, Sabres and Oilers get after it tonight in Buffalo. It's on national television in both countries. Canada and the United States on two separate channels. But let me uh, back this up. It's been so long since we've been on the air together. You and I are on the air, period. By the way, next segment is going to be XFL, NFL Combine. The Blue Jays going to honor Jose Bautista, Breyer, and the Raptors. So we're, it's all hockey here in the opening segment. But Friday night, I didn't even tell you, I'm in the press box at the FLA Live Arena. I saw, or maybe it was Thursday, I guess. Maybe we did talk about that. Randy Moeller, Billy Lindsay, uh, who I saw everybody that I wanted to see. Let's put it that way. The guy that I talked with, those are all Florida Panthers broadcasters. Jeff Chicker and the other one. But Randy goes, we need to go. With 20 games left, we got to go 15 and 5. And you, get, you will meet Randy Moeller at some time. He's very matter-of-fact. And I'm like, okay, you would know better than me, Moles. And then they proceeded to soil themselves that night against the Nashville Predators, who, as one of the Sutters said to me the next day, they got nobody. Nashville's got nobody. And they look like the 85 Oilers against Florida on Thursday night. So now they're down to 19 games, and they got to go 15 and 4. And then they got Pittsburgh in there on Saturday, this past Saturday, two nights ago, and they uh, manhandled the Pittsburgh Penguins in a must-win game. A little bit of a brouhaha broke out, a melee. There was 16,000 and change in the stands, and they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in a must-win game 4-1. Absolutely well. So now it's down to now they got now they got to go 14 and four in their last 18. So the playoffs are on now. If your if your team is the Buffalo Sabres, Ottawa Senators, Florida Panthers, Washington Capitals, because somebody's going to be disappointed. So enjoy the hockey now. And on the western side, it's playoff hockey now. Really for the Orders, the Jets, the Predators, the Flames, and forget those that are counting the flames out already and saying, what would you do? What do you want to see? Because nobody's, not one team has clinched yet. Not even Boston's clinched yet, I don't think. Would we have not, Darren, have got a notification that the Boston Bruins clinched a playoff spot? No, they, have, they haven't even clinched. They have 20 games left. You got to think, yeah, the, no. you know, there's teams that can bring out 40 points, right? Um, be pretty hard. They're getting close. They're down to the short strokes here. To, uh, to clinch, though, Boston will be clinching um, any day. Um, but, yeah. Right, but they haven't the yet. That's my point. Do. No, they haven't. Well, we'll do, do that next week. 
we'll be right back. Roger watching in Calgary says, yeah, I think they need to win them all to get in, but they would probably lose out in the first round anyways. That's some positive thinking. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be right back. McLeod, Bethel Thompson, and Mike Richards on the way. It's the RP Show. We are live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk. WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because it's a heave-ho. Hi. Oh, stealing wheat and barley. Such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, And indeed, welcome back. McLeod Bethel Thompson and Mike Richards coming up. If we bring the moose back in. And before I truck on with the quick six, moose, here are some messages from our viewers and listeners today. Jim in New Jersey. Jim Berenger writes in, he says, Rod, it just feels like the Flames won't make the playoffs. Just not getting it together consistently, especially in between the pipes. It's hard to get it all together with new players. Maybe next year is their year. Something got to change. Hashtag Flames. Well, feel about this however you want. What I'm saying is if you're a Flames fan and you want to be negative, go ahead. You're a Devils fan, Jim, for the love of Pete. Why do you even care? And two, in that dressing room, they can't feel this way. And I, listen, God knows I got enough friends within that organization, but I'm not even poking around what's going on. I don't, I don't want to know. But now 19 games left is still a long time to turn around. And from the text line, 902-518-3033, Troy Koser writes in, you know, Troy, morning Roddy and Dupes, have a great show. Going for my last radiation treatment today. Still not missing the RP show. Signed, Troy Koser. Koser strong. You do it, Troy. You obviously you know we uh, are all behind you. Lyle in Toronto is watching, and he says, the poll question answer is Seattle. Poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which 
Western Conference team will be in the Stanley Cup final. Options, Dallas, Vegas, Colorado, or other. He's saying other. Seattle. And from Ricky Regina, you know him, Moose. You love him. Ricky Kazama. He writes in on the 902 text line. He says, Roddy, stay out of the water. Stick to rinks and stadiums. Yeah. Not shocking at all, really, now that I think about it, that I jumped in the Atlantic Ocean and had a panic attack. But I'm here today to talk about it because I always survive. Moose, my guess is, I, I shouldn't speak for you, but I'm guessing you didn't watch any of XFL Week 3. I watched more XFL this week than I've ever watched, but that's still not a lot. Did you catch any of the games in Week 3 in the XFL? I, I didn't. Um, I'm going to make a point to watch in Week 4, but I'm seeing some of the – I'm seeing a little more of it. Um, but I did not watch, so I'm looking forward to hearing your thought. Uh, well, I don't, have, I don't have a lot, but it's the players that people tune in for. And I guess, yeah. I don't know, was Josh Gordon there, Clark, from the start of the season? Everybody was tagging me in the, the big touchdown that he scored. Josh Gordon, the, he's there from start? Okay. Well, A.J. McCarron's in the league. We all know A.J. McCarron. Some would remember him more for his girlfriend, but the, the greatest Alabama quarterback of all time, which the Crimson Tide is my team. Based on championships, A.J. McCarron is the best Alabama quarterback of all time. Uh, I do have the scores here, and I know there's a lot of XL fans that have tuned in. Seattle beat Vegas 30-26. to D.C. beat St. Louis 34-28. My Orlando Guardians still are winless. They lost 10-9 to Arlington. And Houston beat San Antonio 22-13. So I'm paying a little more attention. It was on the tele. It was on the telly. Right in front of my face. So that certainly helped, Darren. I'm st- I stopped and watched it. I'm like, eh, this ain't bad. I will say this. The quality of play from week one to week three has improved at least 100%, if not more. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm Corey Chamberlain's more friend of mine. But I saw Chain put on social media a photo of this stadium. I think it was in Arlington. And I, or is he with San Antonio? I don't know. I thought he was in the USFL. So, to be honest, I'm finding the USFL and the XFL kind of, kind of confusing. I almost feel like they should merge. How do you feel about these secondary leagues? Yeah, I think I could see that happening. When you mentioned that, I'm thinking, oh, this is back to the old AFL, NFL days. You know, or the WHA yeah. and the NHL, and <clears throat> both trying to make it. Who's going to survive? And eventually, one's going to realize they're not, and maybe they'll join and you know combine forces, and away we go. Um, that might make the most sense. It all depends on what your goals are. You know, if you're going to be a feeder system for the NFL and be supported by the NFL, and you don't need to be the most popular league, then that's okay. I mean, that's really what the American yeah. Hockey League is, right? The American Hockey League isn't sitting here banking on having big TV contracts and having the most fans in the building and all of those things, they're a feeder system. They're a farm team, a development program, right? So maybe that's what these leagues are. But if they need big TV deals like the XFL is trying to do and and get butts in the seats, then you have to really be entertaining and push your players. Listen, great point. I guess that's why we have you on, Moose. You're smart. (laughs) <laughs> these kids, the players will always look at it as a stepping stone, a way to get noticed for the coaches, our friends like Corey Chamberlain and the myriad of those, you know, Corey uh, 
Now, he doesn't need any introduction on this show, I don't think. Everybody knows him. The football people know him. It's a, it's a job, and it's a good job. He loves to coach. But for the players, they want to get noticed, and they want to get to the National Football League. You bring up the American Hockey League, and I think about it a lot. I went to the Wranglers games in Calgary last spring, uh, last fall, sorry. A lot of them. There was nobody there. And I understand it's their first season. I understand it. And Calgary is as big a hockey town as there is anywhere. But there was nobody there. I would be shocked if there was even a 1,000. And let's be honest, ask your average Canadian if they could even name one player in the American Hockey League. Canadians don't even know this is going on. The top-level pro league below the NHL in Canada has several teams, and nobody even knows. That's what the XFL and the USFL are, period. So I guess what I'm saying is I like the more teams, more leagues, more jobs for my friends and the opportunity for players to get noticed, but don't ever think that you're going to be the big time because you're not. And moving on, point three, they were talking this morning on the radio here in Miami about the NFL Combine. And a little about John Morant, by the way, which I'm not going to get into that. But here's the story, the wire story, Moose, from um, the Canadian press. It appears Canadians Chase Brown and City Sow raised eyebrows at the 23 NFL Combine. Brown, a running back in Illinois, and Sow, an offensive lineman at Eastern Michigan, were among five Canadians at the NFL Combine, which concluded Sunday in Indianapolis. The others were Brown's twin brother, Sidney, who's a defensive back in Illinois, Matthew Bergeron, offensive lineman in Syracuse, and Tavius Robinson, a defensive lineman from Mississippi. Draft analyst Chad Reuter listed Chase Brown and so on NFL.com Sunday morning as six players who impressed league officials at the Combine. Before the Combine, Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network suggested Chase Brown would be selected between the third and fifth rounds he also expected Sal to be taken in the fifth round. So, between all of what we've talked about so far, NHL playoff races and McDavid, should, should he have fought? And the XFL playing, and I got the Blue Jays coming up. You tell me where or why I would take the time to tune into the NFL Combine unless you were an absolute football nerd and diehard. No, you really wouldn't. Um... It's tough because, again, we know who all the great players are coming out of, coming out of uh, the college football season. We have more film. We have more yeah. opportunity to watch them. The one thing that stood out to me from the Combine, though, and the reason why I think the Combine still has some value is the quarterback out of Florida that dazzled with the speeding 4-4-40 and the vertical jump breaking records and, you know, showed off some skill. And he did this at, like, 6-4-220. And that kind of puts him on the map as, whoa, wait a second. You got one of the greatest athletes of a quarterback in an in a era when you're talking about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and these athletic quarterbacks having a lot of success, Jalen Hurts another. Maybe this is the guy you want to take off the board, and it kind of gets you excited when you're a mid-first-round draft pick team. So, yeah, there is some intrigue there, but for the most part, watching hours and hours of coverage is not going to get you anywhere. Uh, well, again, it's something to do. Again, these guys here watched it because it's an NFL town. Atlanta's an NFL town. How about you people? You people. Listening in Atlanta on WQEE, were you watching the NFL combat? Listen, there were, 
there were years where I would sit back and watch it when I was only working in football. And more than anything, you've watched it when you didn't yeah. have anything else to do. Like you're at the Canada Winter Games right now. But more than anything, I, want, I like to see the shots of Belichick in the crowd and Sean Payton in the crowd. And the silent, it was the show that they made out of it, not the underwear Olympics. John Ohm, Ohm says, I couldn't find an NFL, sorry, I couldn't find an XFL game on the TV. Well, yeah, I can't speak for Canada, which incidentally will be in Canada broadcasting beginning next Monday from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. But here, football's up in your face. Up in your face. 24-7. And that's what I was, frankly, begging the CFL to do for the last 20 years, to be up at everybody's face. They didn't want to do that. Yeah. Here we are. So to point four, the Toronto Blue Jays announced Sunday that they will be honoring franchise great Jose Bautista on the level of excellence this summer. The pregame ceremony will be held August 12th. Joey Bats became a household name in MLB, making six all-star teams and winning three Silver Slugger awards during his nine-plus seasons in Toronto. He is second to Joe Carter in home runs with the Jays and holds the single-season franchise record for homers with 54. He is a Blue Jays great, I would suggest, almost to the degree of statue outside the Rogers Center worthy. Um, you and I have both been to Rogers Center, not together, but you look up at that level of excellence, and for me... <laughs> The guy that I see his name up there is, of course, Tom Cheek, one of my broadcast mentors. Um, Dave Steeb, Robbie Alomar was. I think they took it down, did they not? Can we check on that? Alex at Game Plus? I mean, I could sit here. Alex in the control room at Game Plus uh, has some thoughts on this, I'm sure. I could say, what's your greatest Jose Bautista memory? But that wouldn't be that hard Everybody would have the same one, would they not? The yeah. bat flip. They would. Pretty easy. Or fighting the other one is the... Odor, the next game. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, that's where I was going, man. The Rudin and Odor, like with okay. the with the punch and the whole, you know, deal there. That would have been the second one. Yeah, he goes in for me. I mean, how do you not? That's like the most iconic moment in Blue Jays history post nineteen ninety-three, right? Post World Series or whatever. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. Uh, 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 dun, dun, dun. Steven in North Dakota writes in. He says, greetings and hallucinations <laughs> from sunny. Uh, that gets me every time from sunny plus eight Fahrenheit, Minot, North Dakota. Will Serena and Mike Richards soon be on the RP show panel together. Rod, Serena, and Mike are truth-tellers. I'm not sure the world's ready for that. From Metal Shingle Guy on the 902, he writes in and he says, uh, the XFL looks better every week. Darnell Sankey looked like the tackling machine he is. Beer snakes and brawls in D.C. Love it. Streaming ESPN on TSN every game. John Ohm. So you can get it on your TSN app. There you go. I was not aware of that. The play is getting better. The crowds are getting bigger. You got to start somewhere. Let's not hate on it. Point uh, five four-time champion Kevin Cooey remains undefeated, heading into the fourth day of action at the Tim Hortons Briar in London, Ontario. Cooey's 3-0 Alberta rink is playing Reed Carruthers 
two and one wildcard crew out of Morris, Manitoba. Defending champion Brad Gushu of St. John's, Newfoundland meets Quebec's Felix Azalin in the afternoon draw. Here's this. I put a little curling in my weekend sports column at rodpeterson.com and the curling fans write in and say they want more. Why didn't you have this? Why didn't you have that? Why did I do it in the first place? It has not changed for 30 years. My old boss at the radio station, Jeff Courier, said the more curling you put in your sports cast, the more curling fans want, so don't even start. It hasn't changed. 30 <laughs> years, still going. And point six, the Toronto Raptors head to Denver tonight, taking on the Western Conference leading Nuggets in NBA place, the third of a five-game roadie. Toronto coming off a 116-109 overtime win against the Washington Wizards on Saturday. Raptors 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, actually, the Atlanta Hawks are here in Miami tonight. But no, I won't be going. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. See you then. All right, the great McLeod Bethel Thompson joins us next, and I can't wait. One of the biggest names in the Canadian Football League the past couple of seasons, gone stateside. We're going to talk to him about that. When we return, we're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to jump right into this guy's bio before we bring him on. McLeod Bethel Thompson. <laughs> everybody in football knows his name. Two-time Great Cup champion with Toronto. He was the CFL's passing leader last season. Led the CFL in passing touchdowns in 2019, but also played in the NFL with... <gasps> 49ers, Dolphins twice, Vikings, 49ers again, Patriots, Vikings again, 49ers again, Eagles, and then in Winnipeg in 2016, and then found a home with the Toronto Argonauts for six seasons, and as I mentioned, won two great cups, and then kind of shocked everybody by announcing he's signing with the New Orleans Breakers in the United States Football League, and that's where we will pick up with him today uh, in the uh, offseason. Daddy, daycare at home, McLeod, welcome back to the RP Show. How you doing, sir? Doing great, doing great. We're currently at gymnastics right now, so if you hear a, a scream or if I got to run off to go pick up my daughter from the balance beam, uh, it would just be a moment and I'll be right back. <laughs> I won't keep you too long. Please tell me what your life is like right now in this off season, uh, as much as you can. You're a busy guy. Uh, it's great. It's great spending as much time with my partner and my daughter, and uh, we're moving around like crazy. Uh, we have a house in Los Angeles, but it's actually about three months over uh, a remodel, three months over budget and $50,000 over budget. So we're, we're a little bit moving around. We're currently in the Bay Area with some grandparents, spending some uh, quality time with family, um, training where I can and here and there, and then getting ready to go off for the next, next adventure. So really just soaking up family time and um, enjoying every day with, with the family as much as possible. Good for you, man. And you look refreshed and you're enjoying it. And I don't know if you remember, you took a photo of me, James Franklin, and Ricky Ray in my pizza restaurant when the Argos were through in Regina on a road trip some years ago. So I know that you're a good guy. And I jokingly said that you're the Aaron Rodgers of the CFL waiting to make this announcement of your future this past offseason. You beat Aaron. Um, but what, 
Was it an agonizing decision for you to, to go to the USFL? Absolutely. You know, and I had to take a long time to consider. And I informed the team a long time before I informed anyone else. So I didn't want to leave them hanging. Um, I'm so grateful for the Toronto Argonauts for my time. They're five years there. So, um, And then once I had everything lined up here down in the States, um, then I had to make the decision here. But it was, it was, it was tough. You know, I worked so hard. Uh, five years in Toronto, and I felt like I had to scratch and claw to, to be handed the keys. And and being on the journey in that 2017 Grey Cup team and, and seeing Ricky Ray handle that, I knew I could build that type of team. I knew I could build a championship uh, identity and build that in the locker room. And, and it finally was given the keys in, in this last year in 2022, and it felt so good to um, be amongst those amazing group of men and, and just help them and ha have them help me along that journey and go win a championship. So it was so rewarding. Um, to feel like I'm not a crazy person. Like, I knew I could build this thing, and, and I finally got the keys, and, and I brought a championship home to, to the Argos, who I love so very much, and hopefully I've, I've left them in a better place than I found them. Yeah, so on one hand, you went through so much there together with your guys, but on the other, you kind of climbed the mountain, so what's left? I mean, what tipped the scales for you to head to the USFL then? What made this the most attractive thing for the next step of your career? I'll, I'll say two things. The first thing is, is family. Uh, my wife is a, has a huge career ahead of her, her in, in film and television, so we're trans, you know, kind of transforming into supporting her more and, and being close to my daughter. Um, there's a lot of things that line up, uh, being in the Birmingham hub in, in the USFL in terms of lack of travel, close to Atlanta, which is a film town. So the family is the first part of that question. And then the second part of that is... Um, I'll tell you a quick story. There's a, a certain member of, of the CFL media, when I, when I told them I felt like I could still play in the NFL and I could start in the NFL, he, he scoffed and almost like, oh, you got to go where you want it. There's no chance. Um, and that's kind of, you know, something that, that digs at me. And, and I, if, you, if you're going to tell me something's impossible, I'm going to go chase it. Um, there's no reason. I, if I throw with guys in the NFL in the offseason, I know I can throw with them. I know I can play at that level. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a shot and an opportunity. Why not? You know, I got a couple more years left, at least, of playing. And, and uh, why not open up that door and, and chase the impossible if you're going to choose this thing? So um, first and foremost, it was a family decision. And second of all, it's why not? Um, let me go, you know, test, test the waters down here and, and spend some time with family and do the two things in my life that I love the most simultaneously. Well, you know what? I applaud the decision. Good for you, by the way, for going against the grain. But also, it doesn't say that you played in the Spring League here, but I watched you do it. I mean, how, about, how much of this is you just love the game? You're going to play for as long as oh, you can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so fortunate. And, and if you go back to my early part of my career, you know, in my six years in the NFL, didn't play a lot, you know, just practiced a lot. Even if you go back to my, my college days, I got injured twice and lost a lot of game time. So. I feel like I'm still making up game time uh, this late in my career. So I just love the game of football. And, and when Filippo, who's the head coach with the New Orleans Breakers, reached out to me, uh, he was my quarterback's coach when I was with the Eagles. He said, hey, well, he, is, it, is it crazy enough that you could come down here and play? And I said, absolutely, you know, because I know he's going to push my game and, and make me a better quarterback. So um, I still haven't feel like I've played my best football. Um, I, you know, we, we won a lot of games last year, but I wasn't playing at the level that I want to be playing at. Um, and I'm still chasing that perfect game. I'm still chasing my best, which is exciting. Um, so at the end of the day, I just want to play football as long as possible and, and soak up family time at the same time. Well, again, I applaud it that you can do both. And uh, 
Two last questions. One is more of a comment. Ryan's watching in Saratoga, New York. He says that beard is glorious. What's the deal? What's the deal, McLeod? Why not? You know, what's tap, tap in with it, you know, embrace who you are. So it's, it's on the loose. This is still, uh, it's been trimmed once or twice since the Great Cup, but this has, still has some Great Cup uh, confetti in it. I think it's stuck down in the, in the inside of it. So um, I'm going to keep it rolling and, and uh, making that part of uh, my image, you know, whatever. So um, we'll see. It's, it's fun. It's easy. It's easier than shaving every day. So um, I'm letting it rock. Well, I tell you what, I've, uh, Milt Stiegel, whom you would know, CFL on TSN, said it's a shame that a helmet had to cover his face because he's so beautiful. I've seen your modeling photos. I'm just saying that beard's covering up. When God gives you a face like that, I wouldn't be covering it up. You know what? But that's you. That's you. And I'll just say this, Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly. And uh, hey, listen, father of three here. <laughs> I'm not uh, coming on to you or anything. And let me just say this. Um... Chad Kelly, are the Argos in good hands there? I'm excited to watch. I, I'm going to be cheering as much as anybody this, this, this season. And I love so many people in that locker room. I'm going to be cheering my butt off. So um, I, I think it's, it's, it's a CFL transition. It's, it's no joke. Um, I, he loves the game of football. He's a, he's a football junkie. He, he loves watching film. He loves doing all the process. But it's, it's a hard transition to make. Um, um, I know he's going to put the work in. Um, and it's about, you know, gelling at the right time and finding the different timings and the different spacings. It's, it's one of the hardest transitions in sports and how people think and give it, give it credit or give it due to, to be so trained for a specific game and then have to relearn so many of the things that you do in that game while playing the same game. Um, it's as different as you can get playing the same sport. So um, it's not an easy transition. I will be rooting my butt off for them, and, and I'm, I'm here for him if he ever needs to reach out. And a lot of times I've told, told him that many times. Um, so I'm excited. I will be cheering my butt off. I hope the Argos win a whole bunch of games, and, and I'll, I'll be watching every single one of them. Outstanding, the way it should be. McLeod, that's the end of our time. I appreciate you making time for us. I applaud your journey, all your success so far. It's been a lot of fun watching you. I'm glad we still can. We'll let you get back to class. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. McLeod Bethel-Thompson of the New Orleans Breakers. We'll be right back with a sports update and a viewer takeover. Mike Richards coming up in Hour 2. We're live on Game Plus TV with the RP Show, iHeartRadio, YouTube Live, and WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, hi-ho, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, what a great day. I just love that McLeod Bethel Thompson. Maybe too much. But um, 
Mac Carr writes in one of the listeners. He says that opening McLeod Bethel Thompson comment was low key hilarious. I'm like two minutes behind. Was it the one about watching his kid at gymnastics? What a dude, man. He is the light. How about this one from Larry Sweet watching in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? He says, Rod, tell that, tell Mac that Sweeter's dad said good luck in the USFL with Flip and New Orleans. And I apologize. I got to, can you, can we text that to Macbeth Clark? Sweeter's dad. This is Chris Sweet, the offensive line coach of the Toronto Argonauts, okay? I'm just bringing it all together here. Larry, he says, Sweeter's dad here. The XFL offensive line needs work, can't run block. Well, can you agree, Larry, that it's gotten better from week one to week three? Because week one, it was hella atrocious. Uh, let me do a sports update, then I'll turn it back over to you people. Sports update. Toronto Blue Jays have the day off from spring training action. Toronto handed the Philadelphia Phillies a 16-4 loss Sunday in Dunedin. The Jays next take on the Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow in Bradenton, Florida. How about this one? I've been at that park in Bradenton, Florida. There, I went to a 12-step meeting right across the street. Beautiful facility there in Bradenton, Florida. The Atlanta Braves are off today as well. From the dub. Trevor Wong scored three goals and added a helper as the visiting Saskatoon Blades kept Connor Bedard off the score sheet and defeated the Pats 5-2. It snapped the Pats' six-game win streak, and everybody's come out of the woodwork. Not everybody, but the Bedard critics to say that Connor was minus five in the game. In Calgary, Carter Yakumchuk scored the game-winning goal at 9-13 of the third period as the Calgary hitman edged the visiting Swiftcar Broncos. In Seattle, Dylan Genther scored a goal and added an assist as the Seattle Thunderbirds edged the visiting Tri-City Americans 4-2. And in Portland, Gabe Klassen scored a goal and added an assist as the Portland Winterhawks edged the visiting Everett Silvertips 2-1. This sports update for 80 for Brady. In theaters now, it's inspired by the true story of four besties living life to the fullest when they decide to take a wild trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their hero, Tom Brady. Starring Academy Award nominee Lily Tomlin, Academy Award winner Jane Fonda, Academy Award winner Rita Moreno, and Academy Award winner Sally Field, along with seven-time Super Bowl champion and producer Tom Brady. 80 for Brady in theaters now. They're coming for you, Clark. Mike Richards coming up in hour two. What do we got for time here? <laughs> Clark didn't find that. From our director of scouting, Craig Smith, regarding the interview with McLeod Bethel-Thompson, he says, excellent comment on the transition from the American game to our Canadian game. Argos fan William Duncan writes, and he says, the Canadian game has humbled many a USA quarterback. Quick update of the poll today. Poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Which West, last minute of play in hour one, which Western Conference team will be in the Stanley Cup final. The options we came up with were Dallas, Vegas, Colorado, or other. And so far, other is leading the way with 40% of the vote. feel like I'm going to put it out here right now, and we'll kick this around with the moose right after the next break. But 
I'm thinking of Vegas, Boston Stanley Cup final. I'm very excited to see Vegas live here in Florida Tuesday night. Jonathan Quick and the Vegas Golden Knights against a Florida Panthers team that's in the playoffs now. As Randy Moeller said in the press box the other night, they got to go 14 and 4 now in the remaining 18 games. Again, Mike Richards and the Moose coming up in hour two. Stick around, everybody. Get your comments in now, please, on the 902 by the number. Is right there. We'll be back after this brief pause on Game Plus in the key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.